This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata. We are recording on a Friday morning. Mike, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, it's weird saturday game day is this a new favorite though i i feel like i love saturday as a i know it's college day but for the nfl like man i would be fine if they played saturday night i'd be fine if they played saturday evening uh saturday afternoon it's like i just hate when it's such a time this is a you know writing type thing but i hate when there's a time crunch that's why i don't like Mm-hmm. Sunday night, Monday night type of deal. Saturday, I'm like, ooh, I got an extra day to think and rewatch and all this other stuff. That sounds great to me. There's a couple things that I love about it. The Sunday slate is pretty good. So it's kind of nice to get your team's game over with. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the <laughs> Thursday nice thing. But Thursday sucks for the week before because you have three days to try to cram something in. This I didn't feel oh. crammed. I think if there was a power rankings, I will make this quick and then we will get on to Minnesota and Cincinnati Bengals. But I think if there's the power rankings on games, my favorite is I do a love I love a 1 p.m. on Sunday. I really do. Um, you know, especially at home. Nostalgia. I, the Bengals usually play there. Love it. Love it. And then I would put in just because you start to see the Saturday games when we get into the holidays or the month of December, we'll see more next weekend. The Cincinnati Bengals play on Saturday next weekend on the road. Um, but I think anything on Saturday, any kick, like you said, one, four, eight PM, I'd put that in number two slot on power rankings. But a lot of fans to- care about this too. We we've discussed they do. Yeah. And yeah, and the third slot, and, and there's only a couple more slots available, but the third slot is Monday Night Football. I love everything about Monday Night Football. You know, even when it's a home game, it's always fun. You feel hyped. And, and maybe it's just the last two years of the Bengals playing on Monday Night Football. It's been really fun. And then third is Sunday Night Football. I hate everything about – or fourth is Sunday Night Football. I just don't – I don't like it. Um, it's not as exciting because you have to wait all day on a Sunday. 
And then last is Thursday night football. Yeah. That's I think at. I co-signed with most of this. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I'm at. So the Cincinnati Bengals back-to-back weeks on Saturdays. First at home, 1 p.m. against the Minnesota Vikings next week. Another, well, not really short week, a, a normal week after having that Monday night football game. It feels short. All the weeks are kind of messed up for them when it comes to their schedule. But um, but fun. I love everything about it. And it is a good matchup between two teams who the NFC is still open. The AFC is kind of wild with all the seven and six teams. You know, when you look at this matchup with the Minnesota Vikings, I think the main focus – is on the defense with how Jake Browning has played over the last few weeks. Um, credit to the coaching staff and Jake because it feel like they adjusted the game after the Steelers game. They felt like going into that press conference, I remember Jake saying, look, I, I told him not to change anything up, keep it, keep it the same, and they had to change things. Breaking news, if you didn't figure that out. I know a lot of people, there's a lot yeah. of comparison games right now between Browning and Burrow, and that's absolutely silly. Um, credit to how Jake Browning has played and how the coaching staff has really kind of assisted him with the change in the offense a little bit on both sides of the ball, and they have a run game. But the thing that scares me the most is this defense might be, would you say outside of the, I mean, I, I guess you could say the Steelers game was pretty tough against Jake Browning and, and this offense, but would you say the Minnesota Vikings is going to be the toughest test for him so far? By far, <laughs> right? Um, I mean, yeah. Here's the thing is that season long stats like the Jaguars defense, but since the bye week they are the fifth worst defense in the league, um, the Colts, they, I mean, they're, I think the sixth worst worst in points per game defensively. So as awesome as it is to still score and score 30 plus and look really good, this is a real test. Oh, sorry. My dog is here because my fiance is at work. So if you hear a little jingle or something, that's him. Um, yeah, that's Santa. Um, so I think that like the Steelers game was tough. Yeah. But that also came with the caveat of Browning saying, just throw me into the borough offense. I was like, well, that didn't work. Um, and it has changed. I am very worried, though, because they were able to run the ball the last two weeks. What happens when they can't? When you get in the second and eight, which hasn't happened to them a ton. Do you run the ball again or is that drop back pass time? How often can you get to play action? And the biggest thing for me in this game, and we can discuss this more in detail, Yeah. but I feel like it's the Bengals screen game against the Vikings pressure. That feels like the biggest thing because screens, like if you're doing paper, scissors, rock, in theory, that beats pressure. But when you are the number one team in sending pressure, you usually know what it's going to beat that. And you come up like, you're like, okay, they're going to try to screen us. They're going to try to do this. It's why they drop people into like slant windows. Cause like, they're going to try to throw hot. They're going to try to throw slant hot. And I'm going to drop a guy there and get a pick. Lou Anarumo does that when he brings pressure. He drops a guy into that middle window. So when you know where the uh, weaknesses of your defense are, I feel like you're going to be more prepared for it. But the Bengals screen game has been awesome, especially that halfback screen game. So if they can get to it, they'll be fine, I think, on offense. They'll do enough. But if they can't, I'm really worried about what this looks like with Brian Flores confusing things and doing everything to Jake Browning in this game because – Look, when he, if you look at just his passing stats, they're great, but it's a lot of guardrails up. It's a lot of play action. You're just reading two routes here. It's screen game. He had 120 something yards on screens last week. You know, it's not a lot of straight dropping back to pass in obvious passing down. And I really know this because for the Cordell Volson article, I had to go find plays where he just was pass protecting, no play action, nothing else. And there were none in the first quarter. Well, 
I mean, you look at the Thursday night game last night, and look, I know it's against the Chargers, and they are absolutely brutal. Um, one of feels like one of the worst teams in the NFL, and obviously they're without Justin Herbert, but they were able to that defense was able to to hold the the Raiders to a shutout or uh, three points. And you look at what they were able to do last night was sixty three points on the board, and I think what a to- game. I mean, absolutely insane. That game was the longest game of my life. Um, and it was probably the longest game of the Chargers head coach's life, too. Um, not, I hate to bring it up, but uh, the Raiders were up 42 nothing, and they ran a double pass for a touchdown to Devontae Adams. That when, was hilarious to me. When they had to interview, and we'll get back to this game in just a moment, but when they had to interview at, um, at Staley, Staley at halftime, at halftime. <laughs> oh I was like, God. please just stop. Please, it, like, just if I was the, and of course the sideline reporter was doing her job. She needed to do the interview mm-hmm. and credit to the coach for for going over there to him. But man, that was really difficult to watch. Um, but yeah, just overall, I mean, you look what the Vikings were able to do last week. And I do, I think that's what's going to be the hardest part of this game. And yes, we, we've seen this offense put up 30 plus and it's been really fun with Jake Browning. You have any running back and Chase Brown and Joe Mixon kind of splitting the two headed monster. But I agree with you. If you take away the run game, you know, can the, will it be receivers? Can Jamar Chase and T Higgins, you know, have themselves a game or, or will it be the T Higgins game if they are blitzing Jake Browning, which feels like something that they, we will see a lot of yeah, uh, when it comes to pressure. They are the number one team in sending six plus guys. And they're also the number one team, in dropping eight and only sending three, they're the last team in sending four. That's this defense is unique. They don't abide by a lot of the standard rules of like rush four, play seven in coverage. They basically they do that, but you know, a lot of the time it's we're going to get an extra guy in coverage or we're going to get extra pass rushers, and it's cool. It's it's a cool defense, and the pressures are unique too because it's not just zero. Everybody's thinking, oh, it's just zero, which they send plenty of, but they run what's called hot coverage. And that's sending six guys and you're playing like two deep and three under in a zone or three deep and two under in a zone. So we'll see what goes on here. But I, you brought up the receivers. I think that could be big because the one thing that I don't think this Viking defense has faced is a team willing to just take three steps and throw a go ball. And whether or not whatever coverage they're playing, I assume they'll have a shot at that. So can T Higgins just dunk on a guy? Can Jamar Chase get singled up? That would be interesting to see, although it also makes me think, like, it's just such a, like, I'm very interested in how this game is going to go on that end. The other end is not that interesting to me, but this end is really fascinating for me. Yeah, I want to see it. And and honestly, if Jake Browning can get through this defense, if you look at the rest of the slate of who they have left to play, and look, I still think Kansas City, I know that it's kind of been up and down for them, but I still like their young defense a little bit. Um, also, Bengals have been bad against tight ends, and Travis Kelsey's coming. Yeah, I'm so that, that. yeah, that, and then obviously they have the Pittsburgh Steelers next week, and I know offensively they can't get get anything going, but their defense is still legit, and TJ Watt is back um, out of being out of concussion protocol. So you know this will be a good test for them. Um, they're still in the playoff hunt right now. I know their odds are not the greatest out of the all of these seven and six teams, <laughs> but they still they still currently have a shot. I'd say if they go three and one the rest of the way. Um, you know, that gets them into the playoffs. I don't think nine wins will do it just because there are a lot of seven no. and six teams. Well, it's um, also their conference record. Yep. It's bad. It's bad. Mm-hmm. It's bad. And, 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 you know, even just looking at their AFC North division record right now, you know, no, no division wins. And we're at this point in the season. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, but kind of just focusing on this game right now, and, and like we have said before with the defense kind of being the toughest battle for Jake Browning, this offense, you know, outside of the receivers or T Higgins and Jamar Chase, and if the run came, game can't get going, who would you see on offense that could really step up in this game? Hmm. Um, so yeah, I think Chase and Higgins are my first thought, but you said outside of them, outside the run game, like I said, the screen game, if they can get Chase Brown in space, Mm -hmm. but, uh, if the answer is like, do you think Tyler Boyd or the tight ends? I'd probably think Tyler Boyd is my guess. He needs it. I feel like Tyler Boyd needs that game. It, It kind of feels ever since the... There are a few games this season where it's like, oh, Tyler would have had that or Tyler. We need redemption for the Texans yeah. game still. Yeah. 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 I think a lot of people are thinking that. No, I'm not even thinking about the interception in the Jags game, to be honest. Um, that just happened. And <laughs> that was pretty brutal for him. And I, I feel bad. But I do. I think this could be, you know, hopefully, you know, hopefully for Tyler Boyd it is because, you know, this is more than likely his last season with the Cincinnati Bengals. And this he's going to go play somewhere else. So. Let's see him line it up the the rest of the remaining schedule for the regular season. Um, Let's flip sides to the defense right now. When you think about some of the injuries that the Vikings are going to have offensive line, I I feel like it'll be more of the Sam Hubbard matchup versus Trey Hendrickson when it comes to backups. But how do you like this offensive line versus the Bengals defensive line? I was sad it's not Hakeem Adeniji. It's going to be uh, David Questenberry, I believe, who the Titans had um, in that divisional game that the Bengals won when they were the one seed. Uh. Yeah, that's the that's the matchup that I think they can exploit, as well as if Reader against you know their center, I think is a good matchup for them. Um, I don't think that their right guard is that good. If they can get something going there, I want to see Miles Murphy against Quesenberry too. Mm-hmm. Like Miles Murphy had one snap, I think, against Blake Freeland, and he hit him with a cross chop, one clean. It's like give him like ten snaps against that guy. I want to see what happens because. It was actually kind of disappointing. Sam Hubbard didn't do too much as a pass rusher in that game. It was a great run defender, though. And that is kind of Sam Hubbard. Awesome run defender, pass rusher, sometimes doesn't take advantage of the matchup. So if if he's not getting it going, give him some breaks on passing downs and let Murphy rush the passer. Kick him inside and let Murphy rush from that side. Because I think Murphy is, to me, he's the clear third best guy now. I, I think mm-hmm. we can, yeah. That's great think, news. Right, right. Which is bad for my Joseph Osias breakout player take. But it's great for my Miles Murphy is not a bust and he's a great first round pick take. Um, so I'm really interested though in this Darisaw Hendrickson matchup because it's good on good and that's always fun to watch. I mean, if he, if Hendrickson can beat Darisaw for 
two sacks in this game or something, I think that would just announce him as like a defense player of the year candidate. He because, should be. Yeah, because he's up there with the numbers, but I think people will look and go like, well, who you like where's the moment you like you beat some really good player or you had like the Miles Garrett crossover week one type thing. Like where's where's your moment if it's beating a guy who might be a pro bowler or should be a pro bowler. Um, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, no, I'm all for it. I, I don't feel like, and I know there are some national shows that pay attention to Trey Hendrickson, but he's one of the best defensive players in the NFL right now playing like one of them. I want to say a saints reporter and, and I don't want to butcher the stocks, but he had said that all of the guys on the D line, I think it was combined. They don't have as many sacks as Hendrickson. Oh. So, I mean, a huge signing by the Cincinnati Bengals. We already knew that when, they, uh, you know, the last couple of years, but overall. Cam Jordan had the lifetime deal there, but it really feels like the smart move was let Jordan go and let Hendrickson take his spot. But it is what it is. You know, like the Saints have a lot more issues than that. True, true. But it's um, it's been really fun to see. And it's honestly, I know we've talked about it plenty, but it just feels so underrated that they did the additional extension in the offseason for Trey Hendrickson, uh, you know, huge for this defense overall. So uh, we'll see what that looks like when you think about the secondary. Justin Jefferson is going to play. Um, man, it's just been – he's one of my favorite receivers in the NFL. And what I love about Jamar Chase is he's very honest. And he was asked, you know, are you and Justin Jefferson the top receivers in the NFL? And I want to say he was like, yeah, one and two. And he goes, I'm the best. And I love that. I cannot wait. I hope it's the Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson show on on Saturday, um, just because it should it should be fun to see. We are two of the top receivers, but for really Justin, makes really okay. makes you wish. Oh, sorry, I was just really makes you wish it was Joe Burrow, Kirk Cousins, though, right? I do, I do. I, always, I wish Joe Burrow was out there. I, I, if Joe Burrow was playing for the Cincinnati Bengals, and this is not against Jake Brown, and I don't want to make this because mm-hmm. I'm so pumped what Jake has been able to do because Jake is making himself some money, and I'm always rooting for players' um, success stories. So I hope that's all good news for Jake, and I hope he, hope he gets this team into the playoffs, uh, to be completely honest with you. But for Joe Burrow, if you look around the NFL right now, if he was playing for this team, I would say it's they can do it. They could go all the way back. They can go to the Super Bowl because it is just oh, – yeah. it's this, It's open. So open. And it's so open that I'm like, hmm, every week I convince myself that maybe the Cincinnati Bengals team can can find a way to make some, uh, I don't know, surprise some people in the playoffs. So we'll see what happens uh, week by week. But yeah, for Justin Jefferson, just kind of been a disappointing season out of his control, a hamstring injury, one that lingered really long this season. And that's always tough. You know, you never know when, you know, you can fully come back, but he's back and obviously left the game um, last week, but had, he has said that he is playing on Saturday. So we'll see what that looks like with Justin Jefferson. I feel like that's somebody you want to lean on uh, with your backup, backup quarterback getting the start. But what do you expect from the quarterback position for the Minnesota Vikings? I mean, I'm not expecting much from that. I think Jefferson could eat and the guy could still have only like 150 yards. Like He could have, 110 to Jefferson and then 40 to everybody else. I am worried a little bit about the TJ Hawkinson thing, just because for whatever reason, the Bengals have not been able to cover tight ends. I think Dax Hill's a little small for it. I think that the way they play zone coverage just kind of gives things up to them, but it's too much. I mean, look at Pat Freyman's stat line and he has double digit yards in, I think three games and had triple digits against the Bengals. That's not, that's not acceptable. No. <laughs> you think last week, Mo Alley Cox caught a touchdown. <laughs> it's like seven catches on the year. It's like any tight end is going to do something against them. So I have a little bit of worry there. But, I mean, maybe the Raiders' defense is better than we think. But being held to three points over an entire game and getting those three points at the end of the game 
that doesn't inspire confidence. Then you watch them against the Bears, and they are also bad. It's like this Vikings offense probably shouldn't do much. Now, Jefferson was out for the Bears game, and he left that um, Raiders game. So maybe he is just the key. But in my mind, I'm like, I feel like you can key in on Jefferson and, and at least slow him down a little bit. I wonder what the plan will be because um, they haven't really faced a guy like like Diggs. Diggs is the closest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So think- we'll see. We'll see. I think they're similar players to Diggs and Jefferson, which is weird. Diggs from Minnesota and then the next guy from Minnesota that's also an elite receiver. They kind of play a little similarly just in terms of how they get open and everything. But, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Jefferson. I don't think that the Vikings have a run game. I don't think they're going to throw the ball that well. I think this – I'm saying all this. I, I took the under already. Like, I think 40 and a half is too high. Like, I, this is a race to 20 for me. Well, it's funny. Um, Jay Morrison, who covers the Cincinnati Bengals, he had said on one of his podcasts, if it's ever a third in the 30s for an over-under, over you always take the over. But anything outside of that, it's kind of tricky. And I think 40.5, I agree with you. I go, I go the under. We'll obviously give our score prediction in, in just a little bit. Um, Zach Taylor, is there any other thoughts on, on this matchup? Um, I think uh, uh, Jordan Addison is interesting. If they put like DJ Turner on him, they'll be first round pick against second round pick. That that could be cool. Because <laughs> I think Cheeto would be the. They're probably gonna play sides. I don't think they're gonna follow Jefferson anywhere. I think they're gonna play sides, and they're gonna give a lot of help to Jefferson. But I think, yeah, I think they definitely should. When you look at that matchup, is I I kind of wish Cam Taylor Britt was out there. Not gonna lie. Bums yeah, for yeah. sure. I think that'd be, I think it'd be fun. They don't do it, but it would be fun to put Cam Taylor Britt with help over the top against Jefferson and let um, Turner just face Addison and see how that goes. Because Taylor Britt will be physical. He'll jam him and he'll have help over the top. So he's allowed to do that without getting burned too bad. But he's not there. Cheeto, less jam type. I mean, he'll do it, but he's not the big physical, I'm going to go beat up DK Metcalf <laughs> type of corner. No, no, not at all. That's why I'm I'm so pumped that Cam Taylor Britt is on this team. Uh, the good news is when it comes to practice, he's been on the rehab field. So uh, they would be without him for two more games because he is on the short-term IR for the four games. And it would be this week in against the Steelers. And he could come back for the Kansas City game, which they would obviously need. I, I would say they need him. I, I don't even want to talk about Kansas City yet. We'll get to that. Those wide receivers, yep. they'll get open and just drop the ball or <laughs> something. Like, I don't trust those guys at all. Those, those wide receivers are, are playing defense right now. I need Cam Taylor Britt for the Travis Kelsey matchup. <laughs> Everybody's on Travis Kelsey. Louis and yeah, like right. everybody. Travis Kelsey, the rest open. Just leave Who them open. Cares? They're dropping out anyway. Yeah, no, that should be that should be a fun, I, I would say a fun matchup. We'll see what happens in a couple of weeks. Cincinnati Bengals back-to-back weeks, like I said, they're going to be playing on Saturday. Huge games for them right now. I think if you would have told us uh, a, the day of the Monday night football game, if they would be in this position at seven and six after everything that happened, Joe Burrow injury going down, you would take seven and six in a heartbeat with the way Jake Browning has been playing. I, I'm excited for this test for Jake um, to see how it looks. It's it's obviously going to be really difficult against this Minnesota Vikings defense. Um, Zach Taylor told the fans this week, you know, get that one extra drink before you go in there and be extremely. Are people I, taking that the wrong way? They are. They are taking it the wrong way. I, I it I. I don't think it was a bad thing. I think Zach and and the what Zach has been able to do the last two weeks, credit to him. Comprehension's at an all-time low. It's 
there it was it was either people were reaching too high for it or they're like oh my gosh i'm gonna go in there and it's i'll say this the the atmosphere over the last few years ever since they dropped the joe burrow it's been awesome at home games and it is so much fun a saturday home game 1 p.m fans are going to be hyped they're still in the playoff mix i think their their hopes are kind of back in right now as i mentioned before i think they have to go three and one in the stretch and um you know you take it week by week uh, what they're able to do. The NFL is a little wild right now, but um, yeah, I didn't take it as any way than what Zach said. And he just wants the energy high for the home game. Um, but yeah, it was a little all over the place. Uh, I, I even saw like Pat McAfee saying his interview about it and he took it as you, you have to get your fan. You have to tell your fans to do that. It's like, come on. Like what it's, I didn't really think it was that big of a deal as Zach yeah. said. Yeah. Literacy is just, it's low right now. It's been a wild season. Maybe that's why. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, it should be a really fun game. The weather's going to be perfect in the 50s. I think you you would take that in a, a December. And Sunday, it's supposed to rain. I saw that. <laughs> it's like, oh, good thing this is a Saturday game. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, we were talking about the power rankings of the kickoffs. The worst game you can possibly go to is when it's 40 degrees Spring and it's weather. raining. There, you just can't get warm. So I'm um, I'm excited about the weather for this game. And it, sh- it should be a fun matchup. We'll see what happens. Um, speaking of which, let's go ahead and get to our predictions for the Cincinnati Bengals. Will Jake Browning and the Cincinnati Bengals make it three in a row and stay atop the playoff race? Yeah, go ahead. Me? I'm going first. Okay. I feel like I've gone first the last few you, you do Actually, I'm like, you go first. You go first. Um, <laughs> I will say for this game, I've thought about it a lot. Just because of what we were able to see last week, it was—I feel like it was one of their most complete games this season, outside of the Niners game. That was my number one favorite game uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals offense, and just the defense overall making huge stops against them. I just, it was, it's just—it's—it's going to be my all-timer when I look back on the season to say that that was one of my favorites. But kind of looking back to last week, it was a uh, felt like a complete performance outside of the pick six. But hey, they more than made up for it. Uh, this will definitely be a test for them offensively. I want to say the run game, we're going to see it continue. Maybe we'll see success out of the screens again, or it will be a Jamar Chase or T Higgins show really feels like it, it could be a T Higgins show because, you know, he's another one who's had a battle injuries mm-hmm. um, throughout the season. It just kind of hasn't felt like T season yet. Last and, week was almost his big game though. I mean, if Jake Browning puts a better ball on him, he's got like a 70 yard touchdown. If they don't call OPI on a pretty soft push, you know, he's got two touchdowns. Like, that could have been a huge yeah. game. Also, it's definitely going to be a big T. Higgins game because I'm benching him in fantasy for Drake London. Then great. T. Higgins, everybody make sure you do anytime touchdown for T. Higgins. Maybe two. <laughs> maybe two. That's that's my emotional hedging is that I should I should put an anytime touchdown on T. Higgins, but I'm benching him in fantasy just in case. I'll say right now. I'll say right now. Tanner Huddy, back in the end zone. I oh, wow. Gonna, I think they're going to utilize him. I, I, okay. I love what we're seeing from Tanner Hudson. Um, he's been just such a fun weapon. It honestly felt like he was connecting with Joe Burrow in that first quarter or that first half against the Baltimore Ravens that he was going to be utilized more ever since he's been on the active roster. So I am, um, yeah, I'll go Tanner Huddy touchdown, but a very low scoring game, 20 to 14. The Cincinnati Bengals continue their streak. They stay in that race. Um, it's going to be tough. Obviously you look at the Browns, uh, they're one game up on them. The Bengals AFC overall. Yeah. I don't know what it is about those Browns. (laughs) They just signed their franchise. They just signed their future franchise quarterback, Joe Flacco, um, to the active roster. And he's, I mean, it's just so unfortunate that that kind of, that that luck happened to them. Uh, I wish it was still the PJ Walker show 
to be honest, uh, in Cleveland. But yeah, so they're they're one atop of them right now. They're in the wild card. They have one of the wild card spots. I I feel like they're gonna win on on Sunday too. Um, but for the Cincinnati Bengals, I think they're they're gonna make it fun. At least going into that Kansas City Chiefs game. Um, like I said before, I think you can drop one out of these four games and get in. I don't see them going 4-0, but look, I'd love to be wrong about it. That would be awesome going into the playoffs as a 4-0. You would um, still have a pretty good schedule going into 2024 because you'd sit pretty low in your division, but you wouldn't be in last, and you wouldn't. You might not be the last seed in the in the playoff picture, too. We could see a Kansas City Chiefs-Cincinnati Bengals wildcard weekend game, which would be so much fun. Um, but for me, yeah, that's where I'm going. Nothing too crazy. Um, they're able to do it. I don't know how pretty it'll look on offense, but I think they'll they'll do enough. And and I just trust the way they've game planned over the last few weeks um, to Jake Browning's style that offensively they'll they'll do enough. Okay. I uh, I think turnovers are huge for this game. We didn't even talk about that too much. But if <laughs> either backup if either backup quarterback becomes a turnover machine, I mean that game's over. And I mean probably two three turnovers like that could be the difference in this game. Unless both guys are just unless it's just a hot potato <laughs> out there. Uh, I think the Bengals win. I don't feel that good about this game. I, I've mm-hmm. talked a little bit about it. I think the Vikings are going to put them in situations on offense that they don't that they're not used to. And when they did have to do this against Pittsburgh, they failed. So I'm, I'm a little bit lower scoring than you. Like you said, uh, 20 to 14. I'm actually 17, 13 Bengals. I think the Bengals win. I just, this Vikings offense, if, if they're moving the ball and scoring against the Bengals defense, we have serious concerns unless it's just Jefferson Duncan on guys, in which case, Sure. I understand. <laughs> yeah, that happens. And I guess Hawkinson too, but that one a little bit more concerning of just like figure out the tight end thing. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's going to be a little bit of a slog. Uh, I think that the Bengals, I think they win this game, but man, I like, I'm thinking maybe they just get like a big touchdown, mm-hmm. like a, like a, they do, but the Vikings, despite all this pressure, the lowest amount of explosive plays allowed in the NFL. Good. Finally. <laughs> They're the complete opposite. The Bengals allow the most, and the Vikings allow the least amount, despite all the pressure they send. It's just really interesting. Nobody has really figured out the Vikings' defense um, for anybody who cares. I think one out of their last eight games, they've given up 20 points. That's why I was like, oh, man, can the Bengals get there? Like, yeah, I think this offense has been fun and the game plan's there. The sneaky thing of the Zach Taylor is doesn't like Brian Flores. <laughs> so maybe, maybe he's really staying up nights game planning for this. Like, I got a stun on this guy. <laughs> Zach's doing his best Joe Burrow. You remember? <laughs> right, right. Like the, the Wink the Martindale. Gold, the gold jacket. He was like, you know, did you did you do that on purpose? Or did you think about that when you did that? He's like, maybe. And I think we could get that out of, out of Zach Taylor. I love it. I love everything about it. We need that. Yeah. It's yeah. December football. Uh, like I said, both teams still have a shot in the wild card race. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, you know, you did bring up a good point. The explosive plays. It, it's ugh. It's it's wild to me that you know they'll probably get pressure on Jake Browning, and you would. I mean, and it, and maybe this will be different for their defense when you see guys like Jamar Chase and T Higgins out there. Because I mean, they faced. Yeah, they haven't faced yeah. that too often. So we'll see what we'll see what happens. But um, yeah. yeah, I don't think it's going to be like this most beautiful game. And it, it looks like almost a complete game of what we saw last week, just because mm-hmm. it will be tough against this defense. But I do. I think the Cincinnati Bengals do enough. Um, and if you allow this offense outside of Justin Jefferson and even in the tight end room do this to you, then I don't know if 
I would say this team should be playing in January. Right. Yeah. Because I mean, look, they shouldn't. <laughs> That's just the straight up fact that there's just like they, if, they, if they're going to let the Vikings walk over them, they shouldn't be playing in January, um, especially with Nick Mullins and everything going on. Unless it's just, unless we like we said, unless it's just Justin Jefferson just dunked on you. Like we get that. Which you get. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Jamar Chase has done that to other teams. You know, it's fine. But yeah, 17-13, I think outside of turnovers, it's going to it's going to be a, a little bit of a punt fest. Um, I'm really hoping that they look OK. This because I, I don't think they're gonna get the run game going in this game. I don't either. Yeah, I think it's gonna have to come in the pass game. And when the run game's not working, will the play action work? I don't think Zach Taylor is gonna try to pound the rock and pound his head against the wall either, get into like third and seven type situations. I think he's gonna throw the ball if they get into second and eight, second and nine. I don't think he's gonna run the ball a second time very often. So we'll see how this goes. I'm like I said, I'm a little worried. I think it could be similar to that Steelers game from a few weeks ago, but probably a little bit better because they're more used to what Browning likes now and they're not going to make him run or well, he's not running the Joe Burrow offense. Yeah. And we say that it's going to be low scoring. Watch it be a shootout. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which my prediction for that would be, is just turnovers. Like there's like five turnovers total and like, they're just, you know, short fields. That'll, that'll cause, that'll cause this <laughs> to hit the over pretty quick. Yeah, so should be fun Saturday, hopefully, at Paycourt Stadium, Cincinnati Bengals with uh, two more home games to go, four games overall, uh, still in the playoff race, seven and six, and uh, all Bengals, what should people check out? You have a Cordell Volson piece. Yep, check out the Cordell Volson piece, um, and then, depending on what happens in this game, there will be a new piece. Uh, I, I want to write something about the Jake Browning offense, but I'm waiting so that you there's should. still more. I want to get more and more film on that. So we'll see. Maybe there's like a big standout player in this game where Jermaine Pratt keeps his heater up. So I should write about him. But I felt like I owed it, owed it to Volson because was it like week four? Week It was week three. I wrote an article that was like Ugh. fair, but like yeah. mm, this is a little disappointing so far. And now it's fair, but you yeah, look, you look excited. You know, he's put, he's put together three good games in a row. Like that's, that's great. I want to be wrong about how I felt about Cordell Volson after week four. I want to be completely mm -hmm. wrong. And that would be great for the Cincinnati Bengals um, in 2024. So make sure you check that out. Also follow Mike on Twitter, Bengals underscore fans. You can follow me at LNDS Patterson. We will be back with a recap of what happened on Saturday for the Cincinnati Bengals. Thank you as always for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.